Welcome to season four of the You Flourish podcast, where we help you flourish in your faith. We are high energy, enthusiastic business professionals who are unapologetically Christians. At You Flourish Company, we know that our world puts such a high value on success and productivity, and unfortunately, our faith gets put on the back burner. So what does it mean to flourish in your faith? Well, it means collaborating with God in every area of your life and in every season. With friends, family, and in business meetings, God wants to have a seat at your table, but you have to invite him in. And that is why this podcast exists, to help prepare you for every curveball that comes your way so you can stay grounded and flourish in your faith. Join us every other Tuesday for a new interview with a faith leader. Now it's time to dive in to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our You Flourish podcast. I am so excited today to be having a conversation with Andrew Christopher. And I, if any of you don't know Andrew, he is someone that I would absolutely encourage you to get to know. I've had the pleasure of bumping into him um, uh, here and there throughout the community, and he's been attending our Breakfast of Bibles event. And so Really, I just want to dive right in and say, Andrew, I'm so excited that you're here. And why don't you start by just telling us a little bit more about who you are? Well, first off, Kelsey, thanks for having me on here. Uh, really looking forward to uh, sharing my faith journey and, and how I flourish in faith. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, well, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, had mom and dad at home. I have two younger sisters, so the oldest, you know, I had to be the role model. Well, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, but <laughs> I'll let them be the judge of that. Um, big fun fact about me is I grew up in five different states. Whoa. So if you want to pull up a chair for this one, uh, I was born in Minnesota. I lived there for about two years and then moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I started preschool, and then I lived there for about two years, and then we moved to uh, the east side of Wisconsin, kind of over by uh, the Lake Winnebago, Green Bay area. Uh, it was really beautiful out there. Uh, grew up out there for about five years, and then we moved down to uh, uh, the Corn Belt, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, for a couple years, and um, then about 10 years ago, we moved to Fargo, and um, been here ever since, although I did go to MSUM for college. Uh, I studied uh, communication studies with a training and development emphasis. And so I guess you could say I made the rounds since I moved to Moorhead. So I <laughs> made the rounds of the upper Midwest. Um, yeah, I graduated from uh, Fargo Davies High School in 2018. Go Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, cross country and track and field uh, in high school. Uh, kind of got nudged into it since uh, I was uh, one of the front runners of the mile run in PE. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow that's awesome yeah and then um yeah i started working at starian bank as a universal banker uh during my time at msum and then after i graduated i moved on to a, a full-time banker position and now i'm up to a universal banker three so what i do is i do i pretty much say i do everything deposit accounts loans uh account maintenance building relationships uh, etc uh, that's my favorite part about this role is is building relationships and 
you know, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different situation. And that's, that's what I really love about this role. And um, yeah, outside of work, uh, I love to volunteer. Um, I currently volunteer at uh, Northview Church. Uh, I volunteer uh, weekly with the youth ministry. I lead a small group of, uh, of senior high school boys. And that's been a learning experience for me too, because I didn't know the Lord when I was in, when I was their age. So it's really been cool to see, well, what does serving Jesus look like when you're in high school? And so there've just been some, there've been some amazing kids that have, that are in that ministry. And, and a lot of them were sending off to college and they'll go spread their faith to college. So it's been really amazing. Uh, my wife and I also serve on the prayer team at Northview Church. So we spend a lot of time, you know, praying over the church, praying over others. Uh, it's been really, really cool, really amazing to see the Lord move uh, amongst everybody. Um, yeah, outside of volunteering and outside of, uh, of church, I like to go uh, fishing. I like to go uh, kayaking, snowshoeing, pretty much anything outdoors I do. Uh, my wife got me into snowshoeing this past winter. So, <laughs> yeah, but I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Uh, yeah. Now, you mentioned that you grew up in a Christian household, that your parents were both Christians, but then in the same token, you men mentioned that when you were in high school, you didn't know the Lord. So it sounds like yeah. you had some, some twists and turns throughout your life. So do you want to just paint a picture of kind of some of those pivotal moments within your faith and, you know, starting back from childhood, but growing into college and then now where you're at now with your faith? Um, maybe paint a picture of what that's, that journey has looked like for you. Sure. So, um, so I grew up in um, kind of like, I went to church on Sundays, went to youth group on Wednesdays, and it had an impact, but it was just kind of a thing that I checked off the to-do list. You know, it, it didn't really, didn't really have a huge involvement in my life. And so that was kind of the first 18 years of my life until about senior year of high school. Um, just some, some things going on um, that I just said, you know what, I'm just going to step away from the church. And so right there, it was about two years where I didn't identify with a faith. I didn't really have anything to turn to. And so right there, that was a really dark time period for me. And so um, when I went to college, uh, there was a girl on my floor who I became friends with, and she invited me to a, a campus ministry. Uh, some of the listeners might know who it is. It's called Chi Alpha Ministries. And uh so she kept inviting me and I kept finding excuses not to go. Um, but she was persistent. I, I will give her credit for that. <laughs> um, and so eventually, like, uh, just a lot of struggles with anxiety, uh, depression, and eventually got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'll give this a shot. So I went to Chi Alpha and actually the, the funny thing <laughs> is, uh, it was in February. So they were doing all the relationship talks and everything. So <laughs> went right into the middle of that. But, um, but <laughs> that same time period, when I started going to Chi Alpha, I started reading my Bible, um, you know, kind of, kind of not really living for the Lord. So I'm kind of changing my ways a little bit, seeing, wow, you know, I want what they have. 
everybody here is filled with so much joy, so much happiness. I could tell that I felt genuinely welcome there. I was almost kind of like, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> you know, it was just, and I was thinking like, I want what they have, but what's holding me back from that? And so and I'll never forget that day. So I started going to Northview Church. They used to have, they don't have it anymore, but they used to have a program for college students called The Shift. It was on Sunday nights. And it was like, it was a church service geared toward college students. And so at the end of every service, uh, they do a little prayer time with, you know, with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you want to give your life to the Lord today, you want to make a decision to do that. If you could just stick a hand up, you know, just so I know who, who to pray for. And some just, I felt ready. Someone was just compelled me, stick your hand up. So I stuck my hand up and yeah, March, March 8th of 2019 was the day. And I'll never forget that day. And so at that point I had already met uh, who is later going to be my wife, Ashley. We were just friends at this time. Um, and uh, she's really helped me out with uh, kind of getting started in my faith journey too, because uh, she knew the Lord already, but I didn't know the Lord. And I really admired her because she was really good at guarding her heart. And I knew that because the first time I asked her out, she said, no. <laughs> and so again, part of me was kind of like, you know, I, I was upset, but at the same time, something in my mind was like, well, she's kind of right. You know, you want to live for the Lord, but there are some things that you just have to set at his feet that you just have to let go of. And so I was like, oh, I guess I do, don't I? So I started just really surrendering like my anxieties, thoughts, um, who I was hanging out with, wasn't really in the right crowd. Um, and I just, after that point, like the Lord really moved. I could tell, you know, I started, you know, after going to church more consistently, hanging out with the right group of friends. Um, I got plugged into a, a small group. We don't call them small groups anymore. We call them life groups, but they're basically groups that you do life with. That's why we call them life groups. Get it? <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm actually, I'm in, I'm in a couple life groups now, now that I'm out of college, but, um, yeah. And then I remember one day Ash and I were sitting in the campus dining center and we're, I'm just eating my spaghetti and she's like, all right, I think I'll go out with you. And I'm like, well, and then my mind's going like a billion miles an hour because I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, oh, well, first day, what are we gonna do? You know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. And so she had taken enough time to discern and felt like it was time. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. Well, and I know you talked about like shifting and how you were maybe hanging out with people that weren't quite the right people and doing things that you weren't maybe feeling like you were on the right path. I mean, if, if there's a, if there's a listener right now, that's listening in that kind of is thinking about their life and thinking that these are some of the decisions that maybe they need to be making about who they're hanging out with and, and all of that, how, how did that transition go? Do you have any tips um, for someone that's maybe considering needing to step away from some friendships because they're not godly relationships? I think the big thing I struggled with, with the transition, with the transition was, you know, don't be afraid to say no. 
Mm. You know, like they're see, like, and, and I guess even now, like, uh, I'm a yes man. Like, I feel so bad if I have to tell somebody no. And so mm. that was the first time in my life where it was hard. But you know, like, if if something something in your heart is just stirring to, I want something better than this. You know, I mm. want to work toward this. Sometimes you, you, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to work toward and lean to. So, right. yeah. Well, I know I'm trying to remember what Bible verse it is or where it's found in the Bible, but there's the verse that's um, let your yes be yes and your no be no, because anything else comes from evil. Um, and I think about how hard it is to give a, a, a definite yes or a definite no to certain situations and how it's, you know, I think we're in the, the day and age where ghosting people yeah. is more common and really it doesn't give the common courtesy to just say, no, I can't commit to hanging out with you or no, I need to, this isn't a healthy relationship for me to be a part of. Like, I think it's really hard to just flat out cut things off with people if they're not serving you. And maybe, you know, it depends on who the people are because sometimes maybe there's an opportunity to disciple towards them or to bring them into to what you're experiencing and so it's really hard to discern um what god wants for our lives in those various situations especially with our relationships yeah and you know <clears throat> excuse me um and some of them you know, i do keep in contact with but they respect that you know I, I don't do those things and um some of them are are shocked that that I follow Christ now, but a lot of them are even more shocked that I work at a bank. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what's <laughs> what's better. So shocking. Um, with working in a bank, I mean, are there things that you do on your in your day to day routine that help you stay connected to your faith? Um, well, I know every morning. Um, Actually, so every morning as I'm walking from uh, my apartment, I live in a third floor apartment, so plenty of time to walk, you know. <laughs> Do you take the stairs or is there an elevator? There's no elevator, so I take the stairs. Perfect. <laughs> I'm more used to them, but, <laughs> oh, um, but every morning I, I just say a little prayer like, you know, Lord, help me, you know, to uh, with the tasks I need to complete today, but also uh, any opportunities to disciple, Lord. Um, whether it's even as something as simple as, you know, if someone has like a, a suitcase with documents, you know, offering to carry it into the building for them, you know, even something as simple as that, like help me to discern, you know, give me wisdom and give me courage. Um, just something as simple as that just, I feel like it takes a big weight off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like in banking, there's a lot of difficult situations that, that I deal with or people on my team deal with. And so it's comforting to know that, you know, I may not know the end result, but there is somebody who does. Mm. Yeah, that could be hard too when you're dealing with money. I know customers can feel very emotional or get, um, you know, frustrated in certain circumstances and, and knowing that God has a plan, I feel like probably is very helpful in those more challenging circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you also shared a little bit with me about finding out that you had a heart condition. Do you want to talk a little bit more about how that's impacted you? Yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest part of, of my faith testimony um, here because um, 
that was a time where I was just, I was really fighting with, you know, why did this happen? You know, what's the purpose of this? You know, but now I look back and I'm like, this has made, you know, me stronger. It's made my faith stronger. Um, but basically what happened was, so I was only married for three weeks at the time it mm -hmm. happened. And so I was lying in bed trying to go to sleep. And I'm, I realized like my heartbeat is weird. Like it's not consistent at all. And so I, I, and it was a really high, so I thought I was panicking. So I just kind of walked around the living room to kind of get my breath back, but nothing was working. So I go in and uh, it's a condition I have. It's very common, but not very common amongst folk my age. Uh, it's called atrial fibrillation with a rapid ventricular heartbeat. So that basically means that um, my heartbeat was really high but the atria, the two, the top two chambers were just beating like probably two or 300 times a minute. And some of those beats were getting down into the ventricles, the bottom two, the bottom two chambers. Now, medical people will know what I'm talking about, but, um, but it's not necessarily dangerous unless it gets into the high beats, which is where I was. So, you know, that could have led to some kind of scary stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and it's episodic. And I haven't had an episode since I was diagnosed last summer, thank God. Mm. But um, I was, just, I remember I was lying in that hospital bed. I was just like pleading with God, like, like, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. You know, things were, you know, things were great. I graduated from college, got married, you know, started a, a wonderful life with a wonderful woman. I could talk for hours about Ashley. So I'm just going <laughs> to um, but but yeah it and so but I also had, I wanted to get the immediate irregular heartbeat dealt with and so my wife and I we we prayed to you know for healing and uh, a couple hours later I converted back to normal to a normal heartbeat so and I was mm -hmm. grateful for that but I knew there was a road ahead and so for the next couple weeks you know I didn't I didn't really do, I didn't really read my Bible much. You know, I went to church, but I, I felt like I was kind of angry with God. Like, like, why did this happen to someone like me? And so I was kind of thinking like, well, was I not praying enough? Did I have some stuff in my life going on? No, not really. Um, but I remember one night uh, I was in my living room and I was reading my Bible and um I was I, something in my mind. I got a vision in my mind of, you know, I had, uh, I had a heart in my hand and I was walking up to um, these big feet and I just laid it down. Mm. And I was like, and so it's like, you, you got to surrender this. And it's like, mm. you know, I mean, yeah, I have my medicine, you know, I have my, had my diet restrictions and how much exercise I was supposed to get. But that can only do so much. You know, it's like, I, I, he's like, the Lord's like, you can't take this burden in your mind. Like you need to, you need to surrender it. And so at that moment, I was like, all right, I'm just going to lay this at your feet, Lord. And, mm. and so right there, it's, I used to worry about like everywhere I go, I'd be like, all right, if I, if I had an AFib episode here, what would I do? If I had a, you know, if I was, you know, two hours away from a hospital, what am I going to do? You know? And so, um, but now I rarely feel that way anymore. 
you know, in fact, if anything, it's, it's helped me to realize like, Hey, you know what? Like you can't spend your whole life worrying about this. So especially like my wife and I, we, um, uh, we, we've been to the North shore the last couple of weeks, uh, climbed to the top of uh, lookout mountain at Cascade river state park with mm-hmm. minimal issues. And that right there, I, I gave glory to God for that. I'm just, it's been so incredible. And, um, it's really helped me trust him with, it's like, you know what? I got this ailment I'm dealing with, but I'm going to trust you that you'll take care of me. Mm. Well, that's amazing. I was curious if it had any physical implications as far as how much exercise you could do or um, what are those restrictions like? So uh, basically um, they said like cut back on like processed foods, fatty foods. I've been doing that, Um, but they didn't put a limit on exercise. Now, I mean, I did cross country in high school, so I do like, you know, half marathons, but I don't do those anymore, but they said, yeah, no, like ultra marathons, you know, marathons. Um, but if anything, you know, I, I like to cycle. I like to kayak canoe. Um, I've been doing a lot more of that. And so I feel like that's definitely helped too with, you know, getting my heart rate down. And so, yeah, but as far as, you know, my team says, they don't, they didn't put any restrictions on me except yeah, no ultra marathons or anything like that. So you're probably okay with that. Maybe. I said, I think so. <laughs> had you had a dream of doing that before you found out this? Well, because when I was in cross country, we do 5Ks and I had an aspiration to run in college. So I was like, well, I wasn't good enough for division one. Division two was was a, a sweet spot, but um, uh, but I ended up not doing it, which I'm glad because, you know, kind of like going back, you know, what is the Lord's plan? His plan was for me to you know, go to college and build relationships with others, get involved with, you know, with other things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Um, but I mean, after that, I wouldn't say I had an aspiration after that to do those things, but you're probably okay with not being able to run a marathon tomorrow. I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm curious, you talk so much about Ashley. Can you just tell me what has she taught you about your faith? I mean, you, you've mentioned her a couple of times about how she's really helped you and how you guys pray together and all sorts of things like that. But I'm just curious, tell me more about Ashley and what she's taught you. Well, I'll have to set a timer here. (laughs) Um, Well, well, she's, she's really taught me what it means um, you know, to be patient and to be still. I really like when we, so we, uh, during the evening times, uh, we have Bible time where we, you know, I, I sit in my recliner and, you know, recliner is my spot at our place and, you know, and we're both reading our Bibles and, um, you know, but, but she's like, I just see she's into it. She's reading the word. Um, and then we, we like to have discussions like after, after I come home from youth and she helps out in our kids in the kids ministry, she helps out with the babies at our church. So, <laughs> um, but I kind of talk a little bit about, you know, the message and I'm, one thing that really stuck out to me is, um, one night I had youth, I came home and, um, I kind of had, I kind of, I heard something that I was like, oh, this is so good because, some of my kids, I ask, like, you know, before you start coming to youth, did you consider yourself a Christian? And some of the answers I got were, yeah, but not in the relationship aspect or maybe, or, oh, I'm not sure. 
you know, I said, well, how's that answer changed now? And, and some of them are kind of, kind of the same. And so I was like, okay, well, I told Ashley, I'm like, you know, how would you feel if, if, if someone asked if, if I was married to you and my answer was, yeah, but not in a relational way or yeah, maybe, <laughs> you know, so, but I think the big thing though, that, that we do is accountability. Accountability is huge for us. Like mm. something that, you know, that, that we strive for is we make sure to um, pray in the morning uh, before we go off for the day or, and we, we pray before we go to sleep, uh, we pray before meals. Um, and we ask, you know, how, how is your prayer life going? You know, or, um, is there something that, you know, the Lord laid on your heart? Um, you know, and we actually, uh, she had something laid on her heart recently that, uh, that we're both praying about, um, just for discernment and, and just the Lord getting a, generating a pathway. Um, but yeah, I feel like because one thing about uh, that I believe in is, yeah, I mean, we have the Lord, but you also need your community here too. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, that I have uh, my life partner, Ashley, that I can do life with. And I also have my two life groups that I'm in through my church that I can do life with too. Um, Ash and I, we're in, a, we're in a married couple's life group. And then I'm in a, a young men's life group that meets once a week. And so, um, but she's really taught me that, yeah, it's very important to, you know, have that accountability, uh, have those, that person to talk to, you know, about, you know, what's going on in your life. What's, what's the Lord stirring up in your heart and what's he presented to you? Um, yeah, she's just, <laughs> my wife is amazing. She is, she's just a wonderful uh, woman of Christ. Hmm. Well, you talked a lot about prayer. Um, prayer is one of those things that I think it becomes more comfortable the more you do it. But do you have any um, like words of wisdom or thoughts around how prayer has transformed your life um, personally, professionally, you know, any aha moments of times where you've really had a prayer answered that you've seen, or I'm just, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts and feedback around specifically the concept of prayer. So something that, so I grew up thinking that, you know, prayer was just, you know, you say what you need and that's it. End of story. Goodbye. Well, then I learned that uh, after I started going to Chi Alpha a little bit, that prayer is actually a conversation. It's a conversation between you and the Lord. So maybe sometimes, you know, you sit and just listen for him. You know, just maybe what I like to do is I like to read in the word, read my Bible for like 10, 15 minutes. And then I just sit back in my recliner and go, all right, Lord, what do you have for me today? Or or sometimes, you know, I do have a lot of my heart that I got to you know, spill out. And the awesome thing is that the Lord already knows that, but you know, it's still good to just talk to him and, and then hear him back. And, um, he often, you know, now the Lord's not like this booming voice from above, you know, something he speaks very subtly to me. So it could be from, you know, other people, you know, I was, um, in fact, uh, last spring, I was really kind of, I was really praying about, you know, what should I do after graduation? Mm. That, I think that's what a lot of college grads are thinking. Yes. You know, they're in their senior year, 
and actually I had a busy senior because Ash and I got engaged in September of senior year. So you can imagine how, <laughs> how busy of a year that was. But, um, you know, but I really surrendered that, you know what, the Lord's going to lead me to the right place. And he did. <laughs> I really enjoy it here. And I can tell this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. But, you know, I just, it's like just releasing that to the Lord and, and having that be that two-way conversation with him. That's mm -hmm. really helped me out a long way. Wow. That, you know, there is such impact in that silent time and just time to reflect on both what God's saying and the word. And I know for me, it's funny because I come from a Lutheran slash evangelical background and my husband comes from a very Catholic background. And yeah. um, for me, I want to talk about the word and I want to engage in dialogue. And for him, it's a lot more thoughtful meditation and thinking about God. And, and it's interesting because when we first were dating, um, I was like, does he ever like pray or like talk about, or like talk to God. And I was really curious. And, and I found out through conversations with him that like all day long, he is, he kind of sees himself as in this constant state of prayer. And so while he's a little bit more quiet sometimes about his faith, he really brings prayer in throughout his day when he's entering yeah. into situations. And I heard it once said that prayer is the posture of your heart. Boom, right there. <laughs> I thought that was so eye-opening to me because I'm like, I think of prayer as like, it's something that you, you know, it's right before mealtime or it's right before you go to bed. But really as Christians, I think one of the ways we can best integrate prayer is by think of, thinking of it as what's the posture of my heart? Am I open to receiving God's voice and listening for him? And don't you find that the more time you spend in prayer, the more prayers get answered, like, oh, 100%, 100%. like complete. Um, it's so beautiful. I find it's what you focus on. If you're looking for ways that God is blessing you, you will see all the incredible abundance he has given you. If you aren't yeah. thinking about that, then you're going to think he is not blessing you because you're not focused on seeing, seeing his goodness right in front of you. Yeah. And that was kind of what at last year after my atrial fibrillation diagnosis, you know, that's all I was noticing. And I was mm -hmm. noticing the ways that, oh, you know, I'm not gonna be able to do this anymore. I'm not gonna be able to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. When really, you know, I realized that I wasn't looking at, well, you know, what are some good things that came out of this? Or what are some things that, you know, I still can do? Even the, it's funny, a lot of the things that I thought I wouldn't be able to do anymore, I still do. You know, like, like going out, taking the kayaks out and like, I, I enjoy doing those. I'm actually going to hopefully break them out next week, but <laughs> you know, um, but it, it's amazing. Hmm. That's so wonderful. I'm, I'm so happy that you're able to push through. Do you feel like there was, um, like, it sounds like at first you were seeing everything so negatively and then now you're seeing everything so positively, but Anything else that you would like to share with our listeners as far as like in that in-between phase, how you got from over here to over here? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think it was just really just taking a step back and looking at the big picture and going, and, and sometimes it just takes time. Mm -hmm. like, like with this, it's episodic. So, you know, some people could have an episode every two weeks. Some people could have one every couple months. Now it tends to be a progressive illness. 
So as I get older, I'm going to have more and more frequent episodes. Um, but I joined a, uh, on Facebook, I actually joined a, a support group of uh, people who have this and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's been fulfilling to know that there are other people in my boat. There are people even younger than me in, in the same boat. Mm. And so, um, but I think what my role there is to embrace some positivity. Like I posted in there uh, a couple weeks ago about how, yeah, I was diagnosed last summer, but you know, with, with help, I was able to climb to the top of, of Lookout Mountain in Northeast Minnesota. And so I just got comment after comment after comment about, oh, thank you for this. I needed this today. Or that's so cool. Like, you know, my my friend has AFib and he goes to the Boundary Waters every summer. And and uh, and, and that's a good way to connect. Like, oh, I love the Boundary Waters. And, you know, um, and sometimes I ask in there too, like if somebody is in the hospital with AFib or about to go have a, so there's a procedure called an ablation that kind of kills off the extra, yeah. the extra pathways so you know I comment like hey I'm praying for you um and I could tell I, I sometimes I get replies going thank you so much and I hear the result of how the the procedures went oh. and so right there you know I feel like that's a that's a good spot too that you know the Lord placed me in that to just pour that positivity out yeah well, and I've said this in a couple podcasts, but I'm going to say it again because I just, it resonated so strongly with me. I heard a sermon one time that um, it said in the Bible, it, it doesn't actually, um, when it says God won't give you anything that you can't handle, he's not meaning you individually. He might give you some pretty tough stuff, yeah. but, but he's, he won't give you anything that uh, the pastor was Southern and he was making a joke that. <laughs> He won't give you anything that all y'all can't handle, meaning like <laughs> we are meant to support each other through these challenging times. That's and he, right. by you having other people um, in community that you're supporting and you're lifting up. And um, so seeking out, I think, in life, those people that are going through similar challenges, but that are also walking in faith and creating that community, I think can be huge. Yeah. And there's also there's a principle that that I follow, too, where. Uh, I forget who said this, but he was a speaker at Northview Church um, oh. about six months ago. But he said, you know, would you rather have, you know, a hundred pennies or four quarters? Hmm. And I said, well, you know, he says he'd rather have his four quarters, you know, because if, if you know, I have my, my life group, I have my group of guys that were just, you know, they supported me, um, but they're also a good community. They're good to hang out with, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, like, you know, cause it's hard to, to pour into a lot of people, but if you pour into just four people, eventually they can pour into another four people. Then each of those four people can pour into another four people. So it's an incredible, I don't know how, like, it's hard to do this alone, but mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for that community that, that I have. And it's amazing. Yeah. We're not meant to walk this earth alone. We're meant for community. Um, so on that note, with our audience that's been listening in, as we look towards closing, um, what else have you found to be really helpful to you to stay on top of your faith and continue to grow? Like, what do you do to make sure that you don't forget 
um, about God in your weekly or daily journey? A lot of times, um, so a lot of times what reminds me of God is nature. Hmm. so yeah like I'm an outdoorsy guy I like to I like to go out and as I've said earlier I like to go kayaking I like to go fishing and um Ash and I like to take walks at some of the the parks that they have around here um you know and and that that's just how the Lord you know reminds me of his presence you know because he designed the garden he designed the earth and so this is all his creation and so um, that really reminds me that, you know what, like God's in control of all this. Mm. And, um, and like I said, like I have the, we have, a, my wife and I, we have accountability, you know, my friends and I, we have accountability, um, you know, and I remember too, like, so there was a stint where um, I couldn't go to, I couldn't go to my life group for, for I think it was like two or three weeks as I had stuff come up like every Thursday that I had to tend to. And I just felt weird. Like, I felt like I wasn't being like, I felt like I wasn't being poured into, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, like, it's, it's important to, you know, have that accountability. Actually, one of the guys reached out to me going, Hey, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Like, oh. is everything okay? You know, I'm like, yeah, everything's good. But there were a couple of things happening that I just asked for prayer for. And so, but yeah. So, like I said, like, it's amazing to have that, that community and, and the accountability. Mm. Yeah, it really makes a difference, doesn't it? I now sure. that it's summertime, all um, right now when we're recording this, I'll admit when we go out to the lake, sometimes we don't go to church on those weekends, and I feel so um, like there's part of me that's missing, and yeah. and I've noticed that, and so I've you know told my husband it'd be fun. Um, to go to a church that's different, that's near our lake place. And we should really figure out how to find like a secondary church that we go to in the summer, just so that we can still have our cup filled. Um, but you just, I I've heard it described as, um, a spa for the soul, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like the opportunity to be filled up again, and you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're not receiving the word and not, living in that, um, it can feel really empty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so like, sometimes I notice that like, you know, if I, if I don't go to church for even, even like a week or two, like, you know, I I start to notice that. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll notice that I'm not being as nice maybe, or I'm not feeling as happy and joyful. Like I'll notice a shift in my mood and I'll be like, why am I feeling this way this week? And then all of a sudden I'll realize I didn't go to church that's totally why. <laughs> and a lot of that, like, so if I notice that in my life too, like sometimes I do what a couple of buddies of mine call a heart check, mm. you know, I, I kind of go and I'm like, oh man, like what's going on? Like, I, yeah. I just, I was extra grouchy today. Maybe I got to do a little bit of a heart check and see, okay, you know, what, what's going on? Like, did I just have a bad day or, you know, what, what's the deal? <laughs> and I, think, I think we I had a different name picked out for this podcast but the irony of the um what you just said and what we've been talking about with your your heart and uh doing a heart check I'm like man that is a great play on words I think we just renamed this this podcast um <laughs> so thank you for that that's good there you go. <laughs> Oh, um, I 
this has been so fun. I yeah, 100%. probably keep talking for hours. Um, I know that our listeners are going to really appreciate just the authenticity that you bring, Andrew, and your laugh and your smile. I mean, those who watch the video will be able to physically see your smile, but I feel like those who are just listening are going to feel your smile radiating. I mean, I can't picture you ever having a, a bad day in your life. Well, I mean, you know, I got some, but you know what? We got to make the most of every day, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, would you say, is there anything else? Um, first, I'll ask two final questions. One, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we close? Um, well, you know, uh, embrace the journey. You know, there is something that I've really experienced in my life is I always look forward. I realized this when I got engaged. There's a lot of engaged people out there. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Um, but like when I got engaged, like I was engaged for eight months. We we're Ash and I were looking forward to the wedding day the whole time. But every season the Lord puts you in has just awesome things about it. And if you don't, if you don't embrace those, you're gonna miss a lot. Mm. So, and I'm just saying like. Like I, a lot of people up here probably relate to wintertime, you know, and it's like, Oh, I can't wait for summer, but, but it's still, there's a lot of things to embrace. Like usually wintertime would be me just sitting at home watching TV. Well, Ashley got me into uh, snowshoeing because she did that on, on her farm that she grew up on. So I was like, all right, I went to play it again, sports, got a decent pair of snowshoes. And I was like, this is so cool. Mm. So I, that's something is embrace your journey, embrace the season that you're in. Hmm. I think that's so important. I felt the same way this morning when I was, I was reflecting, I had my little daughter, she's now 10 months and she oh. was just craw crawling around on the floor. And I just sat down on the couch and I said, Kelsey, you need to be still right now and just enjoy the moment because previously to that, I was just thinking about all the things that I have to get done today, right? Like I'm so futuristic, like I need to do, do X, Y, Z so that this can happen. And just continuously thinking so far forward that I don't take a moment to really embrace the season and embrace the moment. And I just can't believe even in 10 months, how big she's gotten. And I think yeah. 10 is so fast and you never know when you might wake up and have a heart condition, right. Or have, you know, a circumstance that changes things for you. And so just embracing that journey. I love, I love that, Andrew, that, that is so good. Um, so I guess with that, how, um, how can our listeners support you or find you? Um, how can yeah. we connect with you? Yeah, so uh, I can be connected. Uh, I'm I'm very active on on LinkedIn, and awesome. uh, I have my middle initial on LinkedIn. So if you look up Andrew J. Christopher, uh, I'm the usually the first one that comes up. Uh, I can be connected with on there. Uh, I'm also pretty active on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So uh, yeah, if you'd like to get together for, uh, I suppose I can't have coffee, but uh, if you want to get together for a couple of coffee and I'll have hot cocoa, you know, feel free to message me. Let me know. I'd love to be able to, um, to connect with you as well. Oh, fabulous, Andrew. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again so much for this positive message today. So excited that our listeners get to hear your story. Um, this has just been such a pleasure. Well, thanks for having me on, Kelsey. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely.